0: Welcome to the WP Tonic This Week in WordPress and SaaS podcast, where Jonathan Denwood interviews the leading experts in WordPress, e learning, and online marketing to help WordPress professionals launch their own SaaS.
1: Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic This Week in WordPress and SaaS. This is episode 695. Yes, my tribe, we're getting close to the big 700. Um I've you've listened you've you've listened to us for like 700 of these shows, Tribe. Uh um, we've got a great guest. I know I tend to say this, but I've been following our guest YouTube channel and I've learned a lot from him. We've got Ryan Stewart, the founder of WebRus. Um and Ryan, would you like to give us a quick introduction to the tribe?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So um, I like to call myself a, a marketing entrepreneur. What that means is my uh, my my background and core competency is marketing, but um, started uh, seven or so businesses over the last uh, decade. Um, currently, as you said, a uh, managing partner at Weber's Agency. We specialize in search engine optimization. We have a very specific way of doing that, too. It's a productized service. We operate in one called Sprints. Happy to unpack that a little bit more. Um, also have a company called the blueprint training. We actually take that, that process and we sell it to other agencies, uh, as a coaching and, and training consulting business is also very good. And then I've got my, my hands in a couple of other businesses as well. So everything that I do is focused around, uh, around marketing. So yeah, happy to dive into all of those topics. Yeah.
1: Ryan's Ryan's a true marketing SEO expert and a real one at that, <laughs> uh, um, I've got my great co-host, I've got Andrew Palmer. Andrew, would you like to introduce yourself to the tribe?
0: Sure. I'm Andrew Palmer from Bertha.ai. We uh, have developed an AI copywriting system, uh, WordPress assistant. Uh, So you write where you work
1: if you're building uh, content within WordPress. And that's about it for me. That's great. Before we go into the main part, this great interview, which I've been personally looking forward to, And we got a couple of messages from our major sponsors of this show. We'll be back in a few moments.
0: Allow us to introduce you to Castos, our major sponsor. If you're looking to get into podcasting, Castos is for you. No penalties on the amount of downloads and the support, should you need it, is the best in the industry. Take a look at Castos for your podcasting solution. That's castos.com, castos.com. The importance of backing up your WordPress website cannot be emphasized enough. We use BlogVault to help us do this on a daily basis. With free staging, migrations, and on the pro plans, malware scanning, and autofix, BlogVault is the professional's choice when managing just one website or many. Go to blogvault.com and see for yourself. You seriously won't find a better, more complete solution. That's blogvault.com, BlogVault com
1: we're coming back folks um got some great goodies got some great um deals from some of our sponsors also got great lists of recommendations of wordpress plugins and services where do you go to get all these goodies well you go over to wp tonic slash recommendations and you find all the goodies there so ryan let's go into it um so First of all, the founding story, how did you get into the crazy world of online marketing and SEO? To say the Wild West is a slight understatement, isn't it?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and when I got back in twelve god, it was 12 13 years ago now, too, it was really the Wild West. It's actually very similar to I think what we're seeing a lot now with um crypto NFT web three type stuff. It was before companies really fully Believed in the power of the internet. I mean, God, I've got some stories about when I was first trying to sell services back in the day, and companies were like, "No, nah, we don't. We don't really see the internet as a thing." Um,
1: uh, that's, that's never going to be a. Uh, we don't get a bother with
2: oh. that. It bad. It's only the kids are using it. Um, but I graduated college in uh, 2008, and I took a job at a very large consult consulting company called Deloitte. And uh, I hated every second of it. And while I was working at that job, I kind of, kind of figured out that I could put in an hour's worth of work and do my eight hours of the day, and I could spend the rest of seven hours um, searching the internet. <laughs> and uh, you know, I was looking for other opportunities at that time and stumbled across the infancy of you know this was back when it was called internet marketing too. Now it's digital marketing. It's a little bit more professional, but this is back when you know banner ads and email lists ran the internet. And I got trapped in a couple of those, you know, make money from home type funnels, and eventually stumbled across, um, you know, internet marketing, SEO, very infancy of social media marketing, and it really piqued my interest. And I just dove in, became obsessed, started building my own WordPress sites, created a blog, started getting some traction, and just just learning it because back then they didn't. Again, they didn't teach it. Not only did did they not teach it, but companies weren't really weren't really that hot on it. Um, but through that experience, you know, I. I shared a lot of it on, on a blog back then and was able to pick up a couple of clients on my own and um, kind of hit the ground running from there as an SEO consultant agency, started working with small businesses and, you know, things just snowballed there over time. And I've uh, been very fortunate to, to be able to build a, a, a number of companies and a very successful career off the, off the back of what was a internet search back in the day.
1: Yeah, that's great, Ryan. I just want to point out to the tribe, I get a lot of SEO experts pitch to come on this show. I actually approach Ryan personally myself because I'm really impressed with your content, Ryan, and your down-to-earth approach to all this. Over to you, Andrew.
0: Yeah, I'm interested to see um, somebody that actually admits to being an SEO and, and willing to go on the, put onto a podcast because... That's how I started in this business is SEO. You know, I had a CD printing company and I managed to get it to number one. Well, it's not about me, I know. But, you know, then I thought, right, I can be an SEO expert and put it out there. And, yes, built a successful business on the back of that. But the, how do you deal with the negativity of being treated basically like a, like an attorney or a real estate guy and, and saying, you're telling me lies, guys? You know, how? prove it. You know, I'll tell you what, get me to number one. And then I'll give you some money. How do you deal with that kind of aspect of the clients?
2: Uh, <laughs> I mean, first and foremost, you know, uh, as, a, as a content creator on the Internet, I've developed very thick skin. <laughs> Other people's opinions and nonsense, I could give part of my French two shits. Right. Um, sure. You don't pay my bills. I don't really care what you have to say. So with that being said, when it comes to clients, though, that's a whole different story. Right. Um, but in this game results and track record speak for themselves right um and uh, i also think the approach that we take which is we've we've kind of redeveloped our offer over the last two years to get away from basically everything that you just said Andrew right which is kind of like the snake oil salesman um the just the the self-proclaimed expert right um we've gotten away from that by By getting off of this concept of twelve month long term contracts, and that like SEO is like a nonstop process. When we already know that you do two weeks of work as an agency, and then it, you know, you bulk a lot of it up front, right? Then it's just content development and link building after that, for the most part, for most websites, right? Um, So we've moved to what we call a productized service, which is we call SEO sprints. So we've really, you you can't put us on a twelve month contract. We don't want to do it just because. It's really not a good symbiotic working relationship for either party unless you're a massive enterprise website like Target.com who just needs constant, constant maintenance, constant technical work. But that's not the case for 99% of the websites on the web. It's really, really, really just about building a good experience from a web point of view, right, that has content, targeting the right keywords with the right intent, all that type of stuff, and continuous development of content, and then continuous, continuous promotion of your website to get on other websites as link building or PR activities, right? It's not overly complicated. We take a very no bullshit approach to that. And it's been very successful for us. You know, we've been able to go against the grain when it comes to our pitches, um, you know, and just the way that we sell and, and do everything. it's It's very open. It's very honest. It's very kind of anti-SEO establishment. And you see that in a lot of our marketing and advertising as well. Sure. So, you know, first and foremost, results speak for themselves. Like I said, I think if you don't have the pedigree or the track record, then it's it's easy to fall into that trap. But we do, you know, I've been doing this for a very long time and it's not just about me anymore, which is the best part about it. It's about the team. You know, it's about me bringing in better people um, who share a passion for it. It's funny, actually, I don't consider myself an SEO. I almost kind of, um, maybe to, to like you, Andrew, right? Is that, just because you know the skill you know it's that's a skill but that's not what i do on a day i haven't done SEo in probably seven years like i, I to be honest with you you know i i, I bring in teams of, of people who are passionate about it who want to continue learning about it but you know, I build businesses, I, I, I build teams of people, I build culture, um, you know, and I, I build demand through all types of marketing. SEO is, is only one facet of that. Um, but it's not what I spend my time doing on a daily basis. So when people call me an SEO, I, I tend to correct them. And I say, no, I'm like, I'm a marketer, or I'm a business owner, I'm a leader, you know, I'm an executive, what I'm trying to step into is the next role. SEO has been great to me. It's, it's helped me get to where I am. It's helped me make a lot of money. It's helped me build businesses. But at the end of the day, that only takes you so, so far as you know, Andrew, right? So it's kind of like if somebody came to you and you're like, Oh, Andrew, you're an SEO. You're like, no, 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 I don't know. That's not what I do. <laughs> I know how to do it, but that's not what I do. You know what I'm saying? No,
0: exactly. Don't, exactly. Don't and the the like reason that. I don't do it is because there are, you know, like you have found, but by, by being a leader, you can actually source the people, train the people in your, your Philosophy rather than methodology, and your philosophy is is very open and it's being honest about what you're doing and what you can achieve. and then you become the the business leader and the business builder. So you you get a reputation as an individual as a business builder, that then brings the work in you, then farm it out to whoever is working within your team and they get on with it and they 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 make a success as them. I think that's um I think that's a great attitude for a business owner to have. Is that I'm here to grow the business.
1: I'm not here to actually do do the yeah. do the work because so, that's why I want the business. So, Ryan. Um, so let's just get, let's remove the word SEO and let's say digital marketing. So, sure. in your opinion, what have been some of the biggest changes in digital marketing over the past eighteen months um, that have come on your radar that you think are interesting or important?
2: For sure, I think. Every day gets more competitive, um, <laughs> more competitive, more people, rising costs, um, you know, plus all the stuff that happens in the market and COVID, all that, all that's fun stuff, too. Um, but it's it's really just continuously rising costs, which to me means continuously getting better and better at it. really how I spend most of my time from a marketing point of view is content development um, and offer design, right? It's making sure that we are continuously as a business creating marketing offers that our audience wants to take action on, right? In that life cycle, we used to be able to run an offer for advertising with whatever you want to, however you want to run that offer, right? We used to be able to run it for six to 12 months at a time. Now it's down to four to eight weeks at a time, right? So continuously refreshing offers, um, testing that offer, validating that offer, running that offer, and then already planning for the next one, right? That's kind of in that, again, that's due to more competition that's due to rising costs, uh, to advertise that's due to rising costs of staff and employees. I mean, we've seen 25% increase in salary requests over the last 18 months alone, um, from our folks, you know, it's, it's a very, very real thing. And what that means to the businesses, I'm not going to fight that. I got to pay my people what they want because life is expensive, especially out here in the U S it's expensive as hell. Um, But that means to me as an operator, as a marketer, that we have to get continuously better at low at increasing the interest from the audience out there to lower our cost of acquisition continuously. Um, So to me, that's that's been the biggest thing. I mean, of course, like the development of TikTok, all those types of things, those are always going to happen. But to me, it's 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 uh, it's much more on the the micro level of of really keeping offers fresh and like that's really where the costs are uh, the focal point of how we reduce our costs and continuously. Bring in customers at right? yeah. a profitable rate. raise our prices like crazy. Man. I just want to put you put this to you
1: and see if you think I'm on the right track or I'm deluding myself. <laughs> um, one thing I've seen is that the concept of utilizing training and education as a marketing hook. You know, I think in most organisations, training was or Producing training content was seen as the last thing you did and you gave it to the most junior person in the organisation to write online help sections, copy training materials, a course and all that type of stuff. But I think people are realising that it can be a really strong... um, differential from your competition that you provide a lot of training content on your websites? What do you think about that?
2: I think that that ties into the offer stuff, right? I think that Obviously from a B2B space, absolutely. Right. If you're an e-commerce, you know, product type company, it's probably not gonna be the same thing. You know, like we work with a lot of SaaS companies. It's actually kind of our specialty at our agency, right? And what we what we see a lot of is a overestimation (laughs) of what the brand thinks people care about because they're so close to the brand, right? They look at content as here's how to use our content when that's all the way at the bottom of the funnel. That's for your customers, that's for retention, right? People are only interested in your product when they're all the way down the buying cycle, looking at the product. So when it comes to training content, it's a very loose term, right? Assuming that you mean it maybe as like a webinar or like a value-adding video, stuff like that. I mean, stuff that I'm constantly creating. But again, that that ties into the offer. And I think where most companies go wrong is they don't really know how to flush out offers properly. Because Yeah,
1: I don't want to interrupt, you know. um, I just want to clarify what I meant. Um, I think most people, it's it's either aspirin or vitamin they got a pain or they've got aspiration. So, um, and if the, it's mostly the strongest one is you're offering something that can solve a pain for them. So, what I meant by education, how you can show them how your part of what you're showing them is how your product and service can solve their pain, but also should give them information about the other factors that is educational is that yeah am sure. i waffling or is that helpful no
2: at all at all look i think i think the most human hu, humans are motivated by a, a number of things but one of the one of the most things that motivates humans especially from a buying point of view is pain right people in pain doesn't necessarily mean physical pain like i'm bleeding but um hey i'm spending way too much time doing x therefore i need y to help me out right that's pain-based marketing Ties into offers as well. The way that we teach offers is all about flushing out pain points of your prospects. It's not about, you know, I say this all the time, right? There's there's levels in terms of a funnel, um, in terms of marketing, content development, training content, right? Those levels are understanding where that basically the levels of pain and where that prospect is in the buying cycle, right? So that most of the content that we focus on developing, especially for clients from a marketing point of view is not product-based pain, meaning, hey, I have this pain. So therefore my product solves why? Because as a brand, you should have that developed. It's much more of a of an interest top funnel pain point bringing in audiences that are not at that level. An example of this, right, would be like, if you are, if you have a CRM, right, there's some really good new CRMs out there, but trying to compete from a search or content point of view against HubSpot, it's futile. Like you're not going to win. HubSpot dominates. <laughs> they, If you search for some terms, they literally own like the first six spots. And that's because they've been doing content development. They're so authoritative, but that's much more on like the The product level pain point, right? I need a product to solve X, Y pain point. But if you can tap into what they're searching for ahead of that, or uh, again, kind of dialing into much more. An example of this is, is at our, our training company, right? The blueprint training. We, all of our marketing, all of our offers are based on pain, right? Uh, Meaning as an agency owner, right? I know that your pain points, because I run it every day, are things around, you know, staffing, management, retention, finding the right people, right? That's one pain point that you can explore with content, right? Uh, another one being uh, being stuck working in the business. That it, it, it tells people all the time, you do not have a business if you're still doing the work. If you're an agency owner and you're still doing client work, you don't have an agency. You don't have a business. You have a job. This <laughs> is what it is, you know? Um, so these are the types of pain points that, yes, our product and offer solves these, but like that's only. If, if we were to just start by saying like like agency training or agency management, whatever, that's much more at the product level, but we go ahead of that, right? And this also ties into why I think SEO is not the most powerful tactic anymore, because so many of these things people aren't actually searching for at the time, right? Like, because you don't, like you just have a pain symptom, you don't know what the solution is, right? So you yeah. can't actually go to Google and search for it. So this is why content development is so important, because we want to get to people before they search for a HubSpot before that they've identified that a CRM is the solution or that HubSpot is the solution. That's mid bottom funnel marketing, right? And that's why so many companies lose Uh, is because they just go out and they assume everyone cares so much about their product or that they already know about their product that they're searching directly for that are looking for that solution. So it's what's tapping into that at a much higher level and the training content that you said, like, for example, would be creating content that's much chunkier, much more in depth around that pain point before they know that they're ready for a CR, yeah. or before they know that they want well,
1: to. Well, I can't think before. there's a kind of blend, isn't there? We need to go for our break. It's been a great first half discussion. We'll be back in a few moments.
2: Hey, it's Ben from LaunchFlows.com. If you've been looking for a fast and easy way to create powerful sales funnels on WordPress, then look no further than LaunchFlows. In just minutes, you can easily create instant registration, upsells, downsells, order bumps, one-click checkouts, one-time offers, custom thank you pages, and best of all, no coding is required. For as little as $50 per year, you can own and control your entire sales funnel machine with LaunchFlows. Get your copy today.
1: tribe are you trying to scale your agency but struggling to find time to work on your business because you're always stuck working in your business head over to focuswp.co where you can subscribe to an instant team of white label geeks and creatives to delegate to use code wp tonic for a special discount just for the tribe with focus wp you don't have to worry about hiring firing or any other hr nightmares just submit a ticket and your new team will dive in focus on what you love
2: outsource the rest
1: We're coming back. We've had a bit of a dive in SEO, digital marketing with a, a real expert, a real hardcore expert, Ryan. Um, before we go into the second half of the show, um, I just want to tell you about the WP Tonic newsletter. I write the editorial myself. Um, I have a, around my wall, I have a lot of cease and assist letters about my newsletter, I just use it as a way to spur me to write even more corrosive editorials. Um, To get this lovely document, all you have to do is go to wptonic slash newsletter, sign up for the newsletter, and you'll get it in your inbox every Monday about WordPress, SaaS, and what's going on in general. So um, over to you, Andrew. Well, i i mean i'm loving the way that you're saying you know
0: work at work on the business rather than in the business but it, i mean part of i'd be interested to know that the the real money earner for you is it is it the is it webbris or is it your training or are they kind of kind of together because training like you say pain points the we you know johnson builds training websites i build training websites and and stuff like that and i mean health and safety is one of the one of the highest sellers it's it's incredible how people uh, are searching under that so i you know i've had a look at your, your training websites and your courses which is the most profit which is the most profitable and all
2: the most enjoyable for you out of those two businesses they're, That's they're both sure. they're both highly profitable In in also for context too i mean webers is pain point based marketing too. I mean, the pain point is just, I need more leads, right? <laughs> that's sure. that's just the pain, right? My sales team doesn't have a, a lead of enough leads to call. So that's a pain point we tap into there, right? They're both profitable. They're both great businesses. Um, I would say I tend to skew a little bit more towards Blueprint because I prefer working with, I'd rather work with an agency who is somebody that, you know, we're, we're on the same page as opposed to working with a client, even though I don't per se, because, you know, the agency relationship with clients, as we all know, can be, can be, it can be Fine. a it can be a mixed bag, <laughs> uh, and d- depending on 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 a, on a number of factors, right? So they're both very profitable. They both make me quite a bit of money. Um, so I love them both equally. And the best part about it is that they're they're more or less vertically integrated, meaning we're selling essentially the same product, right? It's WebRus. is if you want us to run if like we've got this really good process to do SEO. It's foolproof. We've been running it for ten years. Been optimized over time. It's really good. You can hire us to do it for you at WebRus or we can teach you how to do it That Blueprint, sure. right? So that process, you know, our product is something that we're continuously... And that's one of the reasons why we've had so much success because we're now basically being funded from two sorts to continuously improve that for time, you know? I love them both. They're symbiotic. They go ahead and... would I had to choose one out of Blueprint just because... Um, it just comes more naturally to talk, you know, uh, to talk about agency stuff as opposed to uh, the SEO stuff doesn't really interest me anymore, to be honest with you. you know? It's also
0: nice to, to train people. So th- I, I missed, that was my own question, but basically, you know, the question that we've, we've obviously want to answer is when a design or the dev agency is looking for an SEO agency to work with in connection to a client's needs. What are some of the major things an agency needs to understand if the business relationship is going to um, be a successful one and, um, what, what do they need to understand? Well, how do they, how do they, you seem to have all the answers to the questions that the difficult questions that people ask them. So if you can kind of put it into 30 seconds to a minute of, of how have you become so successful in this very difficult area,
2: very competitive area? In terms of how do we get, of like staying how on do get the
0: clients? How do you answer that? How do you answer their objections? Because there are always objections from clients, you know, it doesn't sure, matter whether they they, they positively referred. Mm-hmm. They still say, "Yeah, but you know." So how do yeah. you how do you how do you turn that around? Because that's what agencies suffer
2: from daily. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And we still suffer from it too. Because in all in all fairness, I don't take sales calls, right? So I have to work through other people to do it too. Because the business can't grow if I'm doing everything, right? So um, gotcha. you know, it's a challenge that I work with my sales team on our twice per week sales call. Right? It's just what objections have you gotten this week? Cool. Um, and some of that ties into you know, the product development side of things, right? Like, for example, we don't write content for clients. It's just the type of clients we want to work with should have a writer on staff or, you know, you know how to use AI technology, right? We tend to focus on content briefs. Um, it'd be just because there's so much ambiguity and opinion when it comes to content. We tend to just be like, look, we've, we've, companies. we've got a writer. We're going to h- handle everything else. But that's one of these we get a lot, right? So it ties into... You know, we're now working on an offer that will allow for full content writing. So that's one of them, product development, right? Another one is just experience. Like I've been doing this for so long and I have so much confidence. Um, and I think, you know, actually part of what I had a coaching call yesterday with some with some agencies was kind of in the same vein and it was, I was talking about developing confidence in this area because a lot of the times it might sound bad, but like if you're coming in something, when it comes to SEO, there's usually not a right answer. There's just not. <laughs> like Google is an AI algorithm that we, Google doesn't even know the answer to the questions, right? But like based on experience and based on track record, I'm can confidently speak about it to give my clients the peace of mind that their money is safe. Their investment is safe with us, right? And that's, so much, again, based on our track record, based on our process, you're basically betting on the process. You're not really betting on anything else aside from that. You're betting on the fact that if we do these things repeatedly over and over again, our track record's proven that these are going to have the right results, right? And there's no way to validate that from from Google or anyone else. So go ahead, Jonathan.
1: Yeah, sure. So it's kind of linked, you know, you've run a, uh, a number of successful online businesses, and I think in your video lessons learned from running four agencies could you share some of the one or two key lessons that you've learned in running these agencies that you could share? Because our audience are mostly freelancers, agencies, mm-hmm. or SaaS entrepreneur, bootstrap SaaS entrepreneurs. That's our audience. Per so sure. maybe you can give us like one or two thing, major things you've learned in yeah, running sure. and selling these businesses. I think that would be really helpful,
2: Ryan. 100%. So number one is positioning, right? And that's all about the who. Who are you targeting? If you try and be a jack of all trades, you're going to be a master of none, right? Like we've honed in on on software companies because they align with they align with a lot of how we operate and how we work in, in the language that we speak. But um, it could be roofers, it could be whoever, right? And there's a number of different ways to dial in on that position. It's actually one of the things that we coach heavy on the blueprint. But especially if you are stuck in that freelancer stage, if you're stuck doing the work, it's because you can't work with an e-commerce site and then a lawyer and then an AI writing company because they all have different nuances to the type of campaign. And it's basically like trying to build a service on top of service. It just, it's, it's way too much work until your agency gets to the point where you can bring in people to help out with that, right? So number one is positioning. Uh, number two is process. Like, <laughs> is if you don't have processes that are scalable and repeatable, um, you're going to go off the rails. And that also ties into the fact that if you're not working with a singular type of client, especially when you're younger... Um, you can't build processes, which is right. why yeah. you're stuck working in the business, which is why you can't retain and find the right employees, which is why your margins suck. Right. Which is why you're running around nonstop working all the time because you don't have processes to dictate that. And that's partially tied into the who, right. Uh, and number three is marketing. Like most agencies don't market themselves. It's almost ironic. Like <laughs> you're a marketing agency, but you, you don't market yourself. Right. Um, well, and it's again, common- issues, isn't it? it's common- yep. exactly that. Yeah. Um, okay. and that's usually a symptom of the fact that they don't have the time to do it. So they, they just don't. And that's a symptom of lack of positioning. That's a symptom of lack of processes. Right. And then of course, people too, like people's really the final part of it. Um, you know, as, as part number four, there is just, you can't do it yourself. If you do, then you're a consultant or you have a job. And so many agencies take offense to that. And it's good because I love rubbing people the wrong way a little bit. Um, but it's a fact, like if you are Taking client calls, if you're t- like if you're taking sales calls, so many agencies are too. Like, yeah, I don't do client work, but I'm taking a sales calls. I'm like, that's a job. You're a salesperson. <laughs> like, you know, you know what I'm saying. Like, you need to be able to step all the way back. I mean, look, I agree with you, Jonathan. There, there's nuances. I just got off a sales call for Blueprint. I'm happy to jump on calls and help close yeah. out, but it's not my job.
1: Well, I'm I'm the rainmaker of my agency. I'm the one that produces the content. The SEO does the SEO. I I don't do the work in my with my business is very modeled similar to yours. We are a productized service, a hybrid, but I consider my role as the Rainmaker, my role is to produce content, do the SEO and bag the clients and provide leadership and process to my
2: team. So that's a little bit different, right? I mean, do you guys have a sales team, a sales model? Or is it all self-checkout? Well, you're, you're looking at him.
1: Yeah. Uh, um, but, uh, um, but I don't do, I have project manager and I have yeah. another I mean, member.
2: Small piece of advice. I mean, I agree with you, right? Like I, I tell people all the time because I'm like, okay, well, I pulled myself out of everything. Now what do I do? And I tell you, well, it's your role to be a content creator, basically. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like literally, because I, I agree, like, there's, you know, I've, I have a full-time writer, full-time video person. I have all these full-time people that help out with content, but it's still ultimately my role because it's only what I do best, but it's ultimately how the business is going to grow. But at the same time, like we operate on a sales model. Like it's just, it's just how we are. And if, it was my calendar that was out there. Like I wouldn't be able to do this. I had I'd have five sales calls a day, and that's just the calls. That's not talking about the follow ups, the contracts, the proposals, like all that type of stuff, right? So, you know, there's different types of sales models. At the blueprint's a little bit different. We don't do proposals. It's usually one call closes. I could take those calls, but again, then I can't focus on the other things in the business as well. So it's a common. It, it, trust me, Jonathan. It's a common rebuttal I get it all the time when I work with agencies. People often get a little bit ruffled because they think that they have to sell or they, they're the only one that can sell, but it's just not the case. You know? I, I totally
1: understand your position. Yeah. I'm not saying it's right, Ron, or indifferent. I, I just think it I, – I totally understand and I actually do agree with you. I just think it depends on where you are and how, you know, um, what are we doing for time? I think we're going to end the podcast part of the show, um, but Ryan's been really generous. He's going to stay on. Um, for our bonus content, which you can watch on the WP Tonic YouTube channel. You'll be able to watch the whole interview plus the bonus content. I've got a couple of really good questions. I'm sure Andrew's got some more as well. Ryan is a true marketing expert, digital marketing expert. Um so Ryan, what's the best way for people to find out more about you and your thoughts and your inspiration, Ryan?
2: Check that on YouTube, Ryan Stewart. You know, I publish that quite a bit. Um, Got a couple of channels now. We got the Agency Blueprint channel, but, um, you know, my personal channel is where I share most of my insights. I tend to talk about what's going on in my businesses at that time, you know, nothing specific, but a bunch of stuff about entrepreneurship, growth, marketing, stuff like that stuff I'm seeing right now, all that type of stuff. So, YouTube is definitely the best.
1: It's a very good channel, and I I will make sure it's in the show notes, Tribe. Andrew, what's the best way for people to learn more about you and what you're up to, Andrew? Well, I'll go to bertha.ai. We write up, we've write we got a couple of big blog posts
0: coming out at the moment because we've just improved the engine, uh, so that's really cool. It's an exclusive to WP Tonic, um, so I'll be writing about that. But you can find me at, at Arnie Palmer or Bertha, uh, AI underscore in, on Twitter. And um, obviously,
1: I'm around on podcasts, so you can get hold of me there as well. Thank, that's great, Andrew. So please go over to the WP Tonic YouTube channel. We've got a load of content on there. Um, it's great stuff, and the channel's been grown. Please go over there and subscribe and support the tribe. We'll be back next week with another expert like Ryan, another great interview that hopefully will provide value to you. We'll see you soon, folks. Bye.
0: Hey, thanks for listening. We really do appreciate it. Why not visit the Mastermind Facebook group and also to keep up with the latest news, click wp-tonic.com forward slash newsletter. We'll see you next time.